0: Welcome to the Faith Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Pastor Carrick Butler II. We believe today's message will empower you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Here's today's message.
1: You may be seated. Happy Mother's Day again. You are mothers are superheroes. So I honor you guys today and every day. What you do is so important. It's just amazing, the grace that is on our lives to be a mother and a wife and a woman and just everything that it is that God has called us to do to be able to wear all of those different, different hats. Now, I wanna start off with a joke. There's a running joke in my home with me and my husband. I think I'm really funny and yet he very rarely laughs. And so I keep telling him that I'm gonna go on tour eventually and that he will, um, you know, he'll have to, we'll have to change our whole lifestyle because I'm gonna be traveling on the road with my comedy show, I'm gonna blow up, it's gonna be crazy. And uh, he, every time I'm like, you know, let me run some material by you, he is not as enthusiastic as I would like so, I want to start with something funny because laughter is so important, it's so important. The joy of the Lord is your strength, but I'm actually not going to tell the joke. I'm just going to show a couple really funny pictures that I found, and if you don't find it funny, that's okay. Please don't feel pressured to laugh. You don't have to enjoy the same things that I do. That's not a requirement. So, if we could put the first picture up there... So, it's Mother's Day, (laughs) and I thought this was so cute. So today at church, a guy in the suit tried to drown me. And I kid you not, my family just stood there taking pictures. (laughs) It's just so cute to see different perspectives of a situation. And if you could go to the next one, please. (laughs) Drive-by baptism. I don't know if anybody in here has ever been splattered by water, but I'm pretty sure you didn't consider it a drive-by baptism. Different perspective. And then the last one, when I first saw this, I thought it was so funny. When God opens the door that no man can shut. (laughs) Now, (laughs) if that's not a different perspective, That's just so funny. (laughs) All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) So we're gonna start with um, going to Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, I'm gonna read it from the NIV version. Give you guys some time to get there. And it reads, I'm not sure if I'll give you a little bit more time. All right, it reads, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. But the part that I really want to highlight is before we were even conceived, the Lord knew us, and he set us apart. We have a purpose. He already knew you. Like, you don't even know you, but he knows you. And in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, still the NIV version, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So not only do we see immediately that the Lord knew us before there was even a thought of us, (laughs) you know, with our parents at least. But he also had a plan for us. I'm not gonna talk about a group, I'm gonna talk about you. He had a plan for you. And that plan is a good one. To prosper you, not to harm you. We know the word says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Plans to give you a hope and a future. There's always something more in God. Now a plan is a detailed proposal of how to get something done. Now if I told you guys, if I gave you, I guess a task, or if I said, let's do, I guess like, let's build a new church building. And I said, I have a plan on how to do it. And then you asked me, for the plan, which I should be able to share, and then I gave no details. It was like, we're gonna build it. So what's the plan? It's got, we just gotta build it. Okay, so where are we starting? What are the steps? Because you said you had a plan, and right now, we're just gonna go with it. We're just gonna see how it happens. If it's gonna happen, we're just gonna do it. How many of you guys would realize that I really didn't have a plan? I definitely was using that word. Incorrect, (laughs) I just have, I have a vision maybe, (laughs) or, and which is important, you gotta have a vision first, you have to be able to see it in order to even start. But I didn't have a plan, so you really don't have any steps, and now you maybe have to be the one to work out the plan, the details, and maybe come back to me if we were working together in that way and tell me what the plan is. However, that's not what the Lord meant at all. It's not it's not that situation. He has a plan. He has these details. You are to do this and then this. We're gonna go through these ten steps and then you do this. We're the ones thinking that his plan is in detailed trying to do all types of other stuff. We're all we're way over here when the Detailed plan tells us we are to be far, you know, far right, and we're in the left field somewhere, and even when we are in those situations, the Lord's Lord's like, you know what, I got a backup plan to get you back on track (laughs) so that you can fulfill the call that I have set you apart for. And then even when you mess that plan up, the Lord has unlimited plans. (laughs) It's like GPS, like Pastor Kirk has said, it'll just keep updating. But it's detailed. There are steps. We just have to get those plans from the Lord. We do that by knowing his word. We do that in prayer. But we have to believe that there is a plan. We have to believe there's a purpose. We believe there's a plan. We believe it's a good plan. Some people don't even want God's plan, and that just right there tells me that you have no idea who God is. He's good, He's love. He is love. You are beloved. You are on the opposite side, the receiving end of His love. You. You're where all that love is directed. He cares about every single detail. So, you know, to not want his plan, I'm pretty sure you just don't get it just yet. And that's okay, because you have to start somewhere. I know at one point I didn't get it. I was like, God's plan is boring (laughs) and binding. and impossible, and my plan (laughs) is fun, full of life, (laughs) and easy, which is the total opposite of the truth, and I'm so thankful that the Lord, uh, um, I'm so thankful for the preaching and the teaching of the word, and I had the opportunity to come to get to know what the truth really was, because my plan would have had me probably I probably wouldn't even be here today following my plan. I don't wanna just follow that thing right off the cliff. So. For those of us who have made Christ our Lord. See, this, this is for those who have made Christ Lord of their lives. So if you have not yet, you have an opportunity to do that today. But, but for those of us who've made Christ our Lord, there is no need to stumble in the fog, in the darkness of hopelessness. He wants you to know. Now, you can't receive everything all at once, but he doesn't want you in the dark. He actually wants you out of darkness more than you do. You keep going to the shady parts. He's like, come on back, baby, come on back. (laughs) I'm trying to keep you in the light, the light of the truth where you can be blessed and receive all the good things that I have for you. You just gotta stay here in this lane which is full of adventure. Anyone who's been following the Lord long enough knows The greatest truth that you'll ever hear is that Jesus died but rose again and that you too will die but rise again into newness of life. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So not only does he love you more than you could ever dream or imagine or conceive, He knew you, he knows you, he has a plan for you that's detailed, he's given you everything you could ever need before you even got here. And when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're now joint heirs, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, which is the Holy Spirit, lives in you that's the power that you have inside of you. In 2 Timothy, chapter one, verse seven. This is gonna be the King James Version. It reads, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. How, how many of you know that fear brings torment? but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Now, I think, when I, whenever I read the scripture, I just like, inside I shout. <laughs> it Depends on where I'm at, I may not physically shout, because how many of you know that might freak people out? If I'm like in a line and it's all quiet, and then I'm like, ah! How many of you know people may not get it, Other people may start running, but because they think something terrible is happening. But whenever I think about that, I'm just like, praise the Lord, because God has given me the spirit of power, which we know we've been taught really good word from Bishop Butler and Pastor Carrick, and He's given us a power, a spirit of love, and I love that sound mind is in there, self control. Self-discipline, he's given me the spirit of self-control. So that tells me right there, I can control myself. It is super simple. I can actually do this. I can decide to choose life. I can decide to choose health as good as that fried chicken may be. I can choose to eat broccoli, oh wait, sorry. I meant to say vegetables in general. I don't want to, and some of you guys might absolutely hate broccoli and like obviously God is not talking to me, so whatever vegetable <laughs> you can put in there, in that place. Because God has given us everything that we'll need, and we'll go through more scriptures that'll tell us, he's given us this amazing body that we get to operate on the earth in for a certain amount of time. And we read in the word that we could be here for 120 years, we could be here until the job is done, until we've done everything that the Lord planned for us prior to us even being here to do it's done, and that's a lot. That's not gonna stop at a certain age. It's just going to start again. <laughs> he'll give us the energy. We read in the word that he'll renew our strength. He's given us uh, you know, uh, the provision, but if we don't take care of our bodies, we won't be able to Live as long as we need to, to complete, to finish what the Lord has planned for us to do while we're here. We won't be able to do it because our bodies work a certain way, like your car works by gasoline. If I put the pink stuff, or if I put, if you gave me the keys to your car, and I said I'm gonna bless you and fill your tank up, and then I poured some pink lemonade, (laughs) in your car. Now some of you may not like even like your car, you'll be like, I don't even care. But even if you don't like your car, pink lemonade will not get you very far. And then you will care when you're broke down by the side of the road. That is not the right stuff to put in your car. It's not gonna work. You keep putting that in your car even though it smells good, it tastes good, it looks good. But if you keep putting it in your car, your car is gonna break down our bodies were created to function a certain way. And the truth is, we keep putting the pink stuff in our bodies, it's not going to, and the fact that our bodies can take so much, and I just like, Lord, you just really, I mean, I feel like we just have, It's, I'm just like, Jesus. (laughs) I really don't know how else to say it, because y'all know, sometimes, We've been doing, we know we've been doing the wrong thing for way too long. And yet we are here, alive and well and breathing. (laughs) We may even have plans to leave here and do something even worse than we have all week. (laughs) You know, I'm not gonna focus there, but that is very important. And that was definitely not in my, my notes, but we have self-control, so we can choose life. We have self-control, so we can choose to budget. However much money you make right now is enough. Now you are going to always, like, with the Lord. The Lord wants you to increase, so it's not like you're to stay where you're at ever in any area. You are always supposed to go from glory to glory. But you have to learn how to manage what you have right now and make sure that it's enough for whatever lifestyle you have. Or, or let me say that differently. Make sure that your lifestyle fits in the, the I guess, in whatever, that, whatever you make, make sure that however much you're spending is not exceeding the amount that you're bringing in. That's being a good steward. God wants you to have more. But if he can't even trust me with what you have, why would you? If you can't trust your child with what they already have, why would you give them more of that thing? That's just a bigger mess. I have to give my daughter food in very small portions. Because right now where she's at, that food is going to be everywhere. It's going to be in her hair, sometimes in her ears, all over the floor especially on her clothes. So if I just gave her all the food at one time, that may be a mess. That may just be so large <laughs> that mama just I just don't want to clean up a mess like that. So I'm going to have to clean it up either way cuz that's just where she's at in her maturity level. But I'm going to give it to her in smaller pieces. Let's 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 I know you want to feed yourself. I know you want to be a big girl. But let's get this right. Let's not flick this one spoonful of food across the room, because that's not how it works. That's not me being mean. That's me being responsible, and me teaching her how to do things the right way so that she can succeed in this task. The Lord wants us to succeed in absolutely everything. But I'm not gonna dwell on either one of those points because they were not at all in my notes whatsoever. But in Romans 8, chapter 11, we see that, and this is the NIV, if the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bod- bodies because the Spirit who lives in, because of His Spirit who lives in you. So God knows you, he, he loves you, He knows you. He's given you a plan, He gives you a power. He's given you a spirit of self-control. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. He calls us heirs, Romans 8, verse 17 in the King James Version, says, I'm trying to go slower with the scriptures, Um, but it says, and if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. That's a big deal, you guys. I'm not sure if anybody understands what an heir is. Let's say the wealthiest man or woman in the world ends up being a, currently, I'm not sure who that is, but ends up being a relative of yours and you he or she left you as the sole beneficiary of all that they have. How many of you guys would just be like, mm, just another Sunday? <laughs> you know? Or how many of you would forget a week later? I know I wouldn't. We can't forget that we're joint heirs with Christ. That's a big deal, you guys. Romans 8, same chapter, verse 32, we read, He that spread not his own, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So we see that we're heirs, joint heirs with Christ Jesus, and that God said, He'll give you all things freely free means you don't have to pay for it so without you having to do anything except in order to even be joint heirs with christ you have to give your life to him you have to he has to be your lord and savior so you give your life to to christ you make him your lord your children then at that point joint heirs See, God does not care that we have stuff. See, the the thing is, when my daughter was born, she didn't have anything. She did not come with equipment or toys or clothes, instructions, she just came. (laughs) Last Easter, actually, like on Resurrection Sunday last year is when I went into labor. She, she, She was just, she just was here, just her body that I have to teach her how to take care of so that she can live long and prosper in her health. And you can change that at any point in time. And when we are to return to the Lord after we've finished our job here on this earth, when we are satisfied with our long life, when we're ready, we're not going to bring anything with us. That house that's paid in full, praise the Lord, and we should be doing things and using wisdom, and um, we should have stuff, money, that's important. You can't do anything without money. You can't eat without money. Even if you're a farmer, you need money to get the seeds and to maintain the crops, so it's not that stuff isn't important but you can't take any of that with you at the end it's not yours anymore no matter how hard no matter how much you hustled no matter and this is not for any of us in here hopefully because this is definitely not the way to do it but no matter how many people you stepped on or no matter how many things you had to do to get to this place You can't, none of that, that's all confined to this temporal earth. Great thing is you bought a fabulous house here. It's paid in full. You enjoyed every day of it. And when we go home to be with the Lord, you're gonna get upgraded. We're gonna have a mansion. It's just gonna be amazing. The the streets will be gold. (laughs) Pretty sure in front of your really wonderful house, which I want all of you to live in a beautiful house, the houses of your dreams. But I'm pretty sure your streets outside of the house are not paved with gold. So we get to be upgraded, but you can't take any of this stuff with you. So if this stuff is not gonna be able to come with us, why would the Lord want you to focus so much on things? On stuff. He wants you to have it. You need to have it. It's a resource. It is so important. But if it has you, It can't have you. So he wants you to have any and everything. It's not a big deal to him. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter what it is. You want a jet? You should have a jet. You want a car? You should have whatever type of car. I know I like Teslas. So whatever type of car you want. You want to live in a really big house? Fine. You want the best clothes? Cool. You want a whole closet full of shoes? Really not that big of a deal. But you can't take all those shoes with you? So it's not that important. But if that is your number one focus, stuff, then you're missing it. And so it's not that God doesn't want you to have these things, but if you're not ready for it, then it's almost like, it's like the same example, my baby, she's not ready just yet for all things. She's not even really ready to walk up and down stairs, but she's trying, she's pretty much just like falling, free falling down like steps, I'm like, Jesus, because I'm bending over and following her, and she's like, I'm determined. She will get there. She's gotten better. Every time she tries it, she gets better, but she's not ready yet. Not by herself. That would be irresponsible. You guys should call somebody on me if that happened. You should, because she will tumble down all of the stairs and probably hurt herself very badly. And if my response was, you know, something, never mind, I'm going to stop talking but that's not how you raise your children. So, he loves you, he knows you. You don't know yourself just quite yet like he does. You might not even know yourself at all. Today might be day one of getting to know you. He has a detailed plan that he can constantly update. He's giving you everything. He wants you to have things, and yet many of us don't live lives that reflect these truths. Genesis 8, verse 22, in the King James Version, says this. I'm going to wait. I know one time I was preaching and my husband told me, he was like, you gotta give people time to turn to the scriptures. I was like, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Man, you're so good at this. (laughs) But it says, while the earth remaineth, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not we have to work our land. We have to actually do what the word says to do. And that looks like work. Now, many of us work, and we do not work smart at all not type of work where you are so broken down that you literally cannot do it again tomorrow. That's not what he wants for you to do. But many of us think that it's supposed to bippity boppity boop all in place and that's not true either. We have to really try to be balanced. Not work to the point where we're just, because you don't want to get it right in this area, you don't want to sacrifice this area to get it right in that area, we just be shifting I don't know what we do, but it's totally off-balance, and it's not healthy. There's a quote, and I love this quote. Actually, I guess, I don't, I thought I wrote this down in my notes, but I guess I did not. However, I believe it went Many people miss opportunities because it's dressed in overalls and it looks like work, which is another reason why I'm dressed like this today. You have to be willing to work, but work the way that the Lord says to work, which is not toiling, not stressful. Actually, you need to work and not stressing because he says that we are to cast our cares on him. And that is not easy. That's probably harder than stressing. It's easy to be stressed and freaking out and running around crazy. It's harder to choose to trust the Lord in those situations and to laugh about it when you wanna punch somebody in the face. (laughs) That's hard and for it to be genuine, not fake. Because you know what, when you fake it, you are not helping anybody. The Lord is not pleased by your performance. It's a show. He really wants you to do well. He wants you to take advantage of every opportunity that he has already provided for you. So the message of my title today, if you could put it up on the screen, is called You. Your opportunity is unique. The plans that the Lord has for you are specific for you. So for one, you can't look to your neighbor. He doesn't have the same plans for them. You can't try to be like somebody that you admire. It's wonderful to have role models and people that you admire and to learn and to get better in skills and giftings that you know the Lord has called you to master. But you can't become someone else because you're missing the whole point. It's specific to you. And when you forget that, you mess it up all of us. Because we need you, we need that. God designed it very, very well. The pieces fit together, it's a puzzle. Now you can't see this big picture just yet, and that's okay, but you see your piece. But when you see your piece and you try to alter it with your own little scissors to make it look just like somebody else's piece, it's messing up the puzzle. And now the picture's off. She's got a whole bunch of toes, and we're like, what is this? That's not a body, it's just toe land. I'm not even sure what this is. You have to know how important your decisions are because you have to know, well, it's hard to know how important your decisions are without knowing how important you are, without understanding how important these opportunities that will constantly be sent your way, regardless of whether it's sunny or raining outside, constantly being sent your way. You know what I realized about myself once I found this out? I'm working every day to be better because every day I have an opportunity to be better than you were the day before, and that's never going to cease. Every day there's an opportunity to work my land, and it looks like work, so you have to put on your work clothes, (laughs) and you have to be prepared to get your work tools that are not glamorous. Do you know, like, seed time and harvest? harvesting is the most labor. So we're all shouting and dancing and singing about the harvest. The harvest is here. But you know that's the most labor intensive part about it all. We're shouting about the harvest and we're not ready to do any more work. And then when you realize that there's more to be done, you don't even want to do it. You just walk away, give up on the whole crops. Cause it's like, I just worked a lot to get to this harvest part. And now you're telling me, I gotta work some more. I'm done, why can't life just be like a constant day at the spa where I'm never doing anything? Great food, great people, great clothes. I saw this doll, went to family's house. This past week, we were at Rela's house, and I had to take Lexi, y'all moms know, I had to take Lexi away for a minute so we can get everything situated because she was starting to, she was showing signs of beginning to turn up a little bit. So we'd go upstairs quite often so that we can do all the things that we need to do to get the baby to calm back down. So that when we walk back downstairs, they're like, Your child is awesome! (laughs) You're like, Yes, she is. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So I'm upstairs and I was in a a relative's room and I was just kinda looking around because we were gonna be up there for a little bit and I saw this beautiful Barbie doll that I'm pretty sure I remember when I was growing up as a kid. It was a collector's, it was still in its box, had the long, beautiful hair, wavy hair, maybe kinda yakki ish texture beautiful Christmas dress. I'm like, man, it's been over 20 years and that doll still look good. (laughs) That doll looks so good, I didn't change so much. That doll is perfect. But then I was thinking, I was like, man, I wish I was like that doll. (laughs) Hair always done, (laughs) glamorous dresses on in a Box somewhere so all the crazy can't come at least past this point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> you can't get to me, which you can't, but in a different type of way. We have to work the word <laughs> to stop the crazy from coming to us. We have to do what the word says to do. But this, you know, way would have been like automatic. You literally can't get to me unless you can bust through this. In in my, for me, it would be some type of indestructible wall that you wouldn't be able to get through unless you can get through that. You know, you can't touch me. And I was just, and then I was like thinking about that while I was being a mommy, which looked like me doing 50 million things, and Lord was like, that's not living. That's not living. And I was thinking, that doll has not gone anywhere. That doll has not done anything. That doll has not... Anything that has A life similar to that has no meaning or purpose for being whatsoever. And then I thought, so I also have a dog that is still getting out of puppyhood. So I have a baby who is turning into a toddler and a puppy who is, praise the Lord, getting to the point where she is becoming an adult. However, take that Barbie doll out that box and leave her anywhere around my baby and puppy for just 30 minutes and her head with without doubt no longer be on her body, <laughs> arms and clothes ripped up and torn up cause that's not life, that's not real, that's not, <laughs> that's not how it works she would not be successful outside of her plastic box whatsoever. Especially not around my beautiful, not in my house, not at all. So we miss it because it looks like work instead of looking like that, where we're put up on a pedestal away from everybody else in a plastic box with all these fabulous things. But then they say, you gotta put on some jeans, I didn't put on tennis shoes because I was like, I want to look like a girl, Jesus. I mean, I look like a girl, but you get it. I was like, I want to wear the heels. You got to get some crusty, dirty tools. <laughs> and then you have to break the ground. Do you know with seed time and harvest, you actually ha- it has to be good ground. You have to sow things on good ground. So the Lord has to make you into good ground. So I have to break the ground. That takes a lot of a lot of things. That's a lot of work. But then you have to lay the rows. You have to place your seeds in. And you have to figure out the depth. You have to know what you're doing. Each crop is different. So you have to constantly learn. It's not like you could take what you did for this one situation or this one crop and apply it to another, the other won't grow. So that takes some knowledge, wisdom, thinking. Then you gotta watch out for animals and insect. Lord, that's a lot. I don't like insect anyway, let alone I have to be the one to protect the crops from the insect and I don't wanna spray pesticide. I'd prefer organic things, so I'm not even sure what that would look like because I'm not a farmer, but I know that looks like work. Then you have to harvest, which is the most labor-intensive part of it all. In order to reap the benefits, you have to do more work. So your opportunity is right now where you're at, with the income that you make, with the stuff that you already have, with the talents you've already been given, with what's in your hand and what's in your house. Your opportunity is right now. You can repent, get back on track, but your opportunity is here. When you focus on problems, you'll just have more problems. All you see is something else that's wrong, and then something else that's wrong, and something else that's wrong. However, when you focus on your opportunities, you will have more opportunities. And there's an opportunity again in everything. There's an opportunity in every difficulty. You just got to stop pulling the shades down on your opportunities. You see it, you see the work, or, or maybe you, you discount yourself not understanding what we just went over in the word earlier. It's true, regardless of whether you believe it's true or not. It's true. And you just pull those shades down like, you know, you don't take it. You don't take it by faith. You don't do the, the steps in the natural that we need to do in order to get there. I find that when I succeed, I learn. When I fail, which happens a lot, I learn. So either, win either way, I win because I'm always learning. I'm always getting better. I know last year Mother's Day, I got up here and I had the opportunity to tell you, for the, which you already knew, but I had the opportunity to share my. Testimony with you concerning my pregnancy, in four in a four month period, me and my husband were pregnant three times. We had two early pregnancy losses, and then when we got pregnant a third time, and I'm for the sake of time just really brushing by this. There's so many, so much in all of that, and I, that was the whole message last year. But I, I was like, Lord, what do I do? Because I know it is not Your will that this is happening, and I got His plan, I got His words, I was standing on scriptures, but the Lord told me specifically what I needed to do, what I needed to say, and I did that. Nobody knew how it started. Nobody knew that this entire pregnancy was one that I was doing by faith until the end when I shared the testimony, because unless you had crazy faith to believe exactly what I was believing, there's no point in me talking to you about it, because all you're going to do is project something on me that I don't need to hear right now, nor do I want to hear, but it's many times done in very good intentions because you don't know what else to say, so maybe out of sorrow or pity, you talk. I try really hard not to talk when I don't know what to say, because most of the time, I'm not gonna say what, what is necessary, so I, I wait until, I wait to hear from the Lord. I'm like, Lord, Holy Spirit, do you want me to say something, and if so, what? And then I speak. And if he doesn't say anything, I don't. I'll be there with you. We'll say the word together. But I'm not just gonna talk for the sake of talking. However, that's not most people. So you don't have to talk to everybody. Everybody just have to know. I did tell people, but I didn't tell everybody anyway. I'm not gonna f- focus on that. So the pregnancy went so wonderfully in every way. Nurses at our doctor's office that did not know the story our doctors knew was like, well, don't you just have the, pregna- the perfect pregnancy perfect pregnancy, I didn't have morning sickness, perfect weight gain, perfect everything. And for a second there I was like, "Mm -mm. if only you knew this whole thing is by faith. And then I was like, Raquel, she's, it is, like this is pretty perfect. This is great. So don't get upset because they didn't know it was hard at one point and you had blah, 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 blah. They don't need to know the whole story. You're right, this is great. I'm shouting because it's great too. I'm pregnant, it's successful, it's easy, I'm doing everything that I've always been able to do. I don't have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, praise the Lord. <laughs> Truly, I did, that was something that was like, now Lord, you gave me all these other things, I don't have to take that. I didn't see what that had to do with the health of the baby, so I set my faith towards sleeping through the night. Nonetheless, I had the opportunity to come up here and share my journey with you all. Now since then, I have become a mother. Immediately after becoming a mother, um, the Lord gave me another opportunity. Now granted, I'm tired. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time before I got pregnant, but now I have even less time. And the Lord tells me, I pray, I ask the Lord, Lord, what can I do with my hands to be a bigger blessing to a couple charities that really on my heart? And, to my family, and he tells me to buy a sewing machine. I've never sewed before, not a day in my life. I was never interested, I'm pretty sure I tried one time, and the bobbin threw me up. I did not know how to start the machine. I totally gave up, and it didn't even matter to me that I gave up, because I wasn't necessarily trying to do anything with this. I think I might have been trying to sew a hole in a shirt. And I was like, I'll just do this by hand. (laughs) Like, it's not even that deep. Nonetheless, the Lord told me to buy a sewing machine, so I did. He told me to start sewing, and I did. Now, I did not receive more time to do any of this. And as many of you know how it goes sometimes when the Lord tells us to do something. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure more was put on my plate and then I had even less time than before the Lord told me to start sewing. Now, I could have been like, I can't. But if the Lord told me I could do it, I can do it. If the Lord even brings it up, and tells me to do something, he's not telling me to do something that he knows I can't do. Doesn't make sense. He has these detailed plans, I may not. So I start sewing, so what did that look like? That looked like I was sewing at night when my baby slept through the night, which was a blessing, she slept through the night, but I'm still not sleeping through the night because I'm working all day long. And at the same time, I'm trying really hard to be balanced. And that is something that I will always try to be because we can't be far left or far right. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm sleeping and I'm eating and I'm doing all this stuff because I can't take from one area to give to this area. That's not how it's supposed to go. The Lord wants me to be prosperous in every area. So I'm working whenever I can to learn something and I don't even know where this is going, nor do I really want to do it. This is not like a passion that I've always wanted to pursue. This is random, but I knew it was Jesus and I know enough to know (laughs) you don't not do what Jesus is telling you to do. You know, you don't, I would never do that. That's, that's, I know he's so good and everything is an opportunity. So I'm not about to walk away from what could probably, I'm just not about to say no to Jesus. Nonetheless, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm making clothes, which I learned I'm really good at, but I don't really like doing. And then I'm stretching myself because you know, when the Lord gives you talents and giftings, you have to do things in excellence. You have to learn your craft. So now I have this new skill, but now I also have this responsibility to develop it and to grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding in in this area, which is new. On top of maintaining everything else, and I'm a new mom. I cannot take away from my child. That is not balanced. That is not God's will. I am to give her everything that she needs and more but I am also to now develop this new gift. So what that looked like? That looked like work. It was not glamorous. I was not the Barbie doll on top of the shelf with the big dress. I wasn't. I'm still not. (laughs) Then, it got to a place where I I realized, oh my gosh, I'm like super talented. Not me, but this is obviously, I didn't miss it because there is a natural gift here and it's really good. It's like professional. more than professional, it's really good. Like, just really good. So I'm like, okay, let me keep on working at it. Now I realized I did not like to do clothes because it was making me sad. And I'm like, obviously, (laughs) I need to move forward. The Lord said, start sewing. He didn't say what? I started with clothes. I'm not trying to do this longer because it's just just a lot, Um, especially when people started asking me to do it for them. So I then was like, let's move to something else. And I had an opportunity. Things didn't go well at all. Something um, messed up. I had, me and my daughter, we supposed to have our birthday party. She, or my daughter's supposed to celebrate her first birthday in Florida. We weren't able to do that because of different circumstances and things that happened. So now at the last minute, I think six weeks before her party, now I'm planning a birthday party here at my house. Now, the reason why I wanted to go to Disney World is so that I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to decorate. I didn't have to throw a party. Because how many of you know moms work the most at these parties? Like It is not something that we all celebrate or all enjoy the same way. Um, So I saw lots of my mom friends do the first birthday party. And I was like, we're going to Disney. It's already decorated. They already have all these cool things. And um, so now I'm doing it at my house. I'm like, I still want it to be big and extra because that's me. And then... I'm like, so what's the theme? I had to figure out everything because we have a short period of time, invite family members because everybody lives out of town. And then I decided, hey, I know I don't wanna do clothes, but I'm not sure, I've not tried anything other than clothes. This is an opportunity. If I can't make it, it's not gonna be at her party, exception of food, even though I did make macaron cookies and it was really awesome. But if I can't make it, It won't be there. And I want to transform the whole space. I ended up doing such a great job. Now that was more work, more time that I didn't have, something I definitely didn't plan, last minute, but it was also an opportunity. I have a reason, I can see what happens in this area. Nonetheless, it was amazing. It was absolutely beautiful made these huge flowers to go all over the wall, made a teepee, I used organic on everything, I had already made this wool mat, or get this wool mat, anyway, just made lots of stuff. I pretty much made every, I did make everything at that party that was seen in the, in the room, with the exception of the dress, because I'm not making any more clothes, unless it's super special. Nonetheless, it was beautiful. And at the end of it, When I was tearing everything down, because it was more work to be done, and everybody's sleeping, I realized I really enjoy this. I was sad that I didn't have to continue making things like this. I made a toy kitchen. I mean, I was like, let me try my hand at Woodshop. I was trying to do everything, and it was so good. I'm like, I love this. This is what I want to do, so this is it. This is where I'm gonna focus my attention. Now, from me, Doing all of that, now that's almost a, that is nearly a year later for me continuously developing this skill. For me continuously working my land, working my giftings, and for me taking opportunities when things were difficult. And I'm leaving a lot of details out, but that was a very difficult time. Nonetheless, from that opportunity came another opportunity. From the opportunity to, for me to work my land in a difficult situation and season, came another opportunity. And one of a, a really popular retail kids store saw a picture, because then I had to be mommy photography, because when the real photographer was there, my baby was not smiling at all. And so then when they, everybody left, I was doing everything to get her a smile. And then my husband let that person know my wife made everything. And then that store asked to do to meet with me. She was interested in doing an in-store collaboration. And from the first meeting, it was successful. But we had to go out of town. Actually, we had to go to a home going. So I was like, I'm not gonna be here. But when I come back, I wanna meet with you. So I took advantage of the door that had been open a day or two after the party. And it was great, I had an opportunity, but it looked looked like more work. And then when I came back, I put in the work necessary, went to the second interview, showed her the products that I was proposing for this store in particular. She loved it. So now, I have the opportunity to do even more work. (laughs) Because she wants, to put us in her store and do a couple test runs and the whole point of it is where I wanna go in the end anyway, so, but it's not that it just happens. Now I have to do even more work to get another opportunity. But if I keep working these opportunities that the Lord is sending my way, how many of you know I'm gonna get to where he has planned a long time ago for me to be so that I can have the type of influence that he always intended for me to have. Now I didn't realize it was gonna come in this area and guess what, this is still not just it. There is no you got to where, it's not like this is it. There's always something new. But if you see your opportunities and you pass it up because you have to get better, because you have to be stretched wider or farther and you have to do more work because you have to fix your attitude because you have to develop people skills, because you have to walk in love, because you have to go back to school, because you have to manage your budget, because you have to stay up later but still get your sleep in order to get the work done. If you pull down the shade on your God-given opportunities because it looks like more work, you're missing it. It is more work. But there's a grace on your life to do it all. And when you follow the manual, when you do it his way, it's without toil. So yes, I am tired, but I get rest also. I'm tired because it's work. How many of you guys go to the gym and leave tired? It, especially if it's intense, well you should. You guys should be tired. If you're going to the gym and leaving like, Yay, that was easy. That was easy. Like, maybe push yourself a little harder next time you go to the gym. I mean, you're not supposed to be broken down like I cannot walk whatsoever. Like, I'm stuck in this lunge. Can someone help? But you're not supposed to be like, I didn't feel anything whatsoever. You, You know, so, it's work. Work is work. You have to learn how to debrief properly. You have to learn how to stop. You have to learn not to stress. You have to get better. Your integrity. If you steal, that's going to trip you up in what God has for you. You have to learn how to, you have to become a better man or woman. Have more integrity. If you are easily offended, you hold grudges and want everybody to crash and burn, we got to work on that. The Lord's like, I got to prune you of that. It's going to trip you up. He's not doing it because he doesn't like you or love you or because it's all about everybody else and it's never about you. He's doing it because it is all about you. It's also about them, but it's about you. This is your unique opportunity. And he has to get you to the place where you can handle it. Because when it's all said and done and you get before him and you have the opportunity to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant, you finish strong, you have a good life, you kept all your priorities in order. It's a good ending to a great story and he planned it all before You were even here. All right. I love you,
0: baby. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We never want to close a broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. So if you've never asked him into your heart, you've never made him your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me today and mean it from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for me, but on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live this Christian life. If you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, we believe you've been born again. We ask that you email us at info at FCCGA.com. That's FCCGA.com to let us know about the decision you've made for Christ today. Have an amazing day.